Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Now today I am so excited because I have one of my mastermind buddies, Keisha Chester, marriage success mentor, all the way from Texas. What's up, Keisha? How you doing, girl? I am awesome. How are you? It is such a pleasure to be here with the ladies in your community and thank you for having me on today. Hey, no problem. So, you know, Keisha specializes much of you who um, are stepping into the marriage realm, but I wanted to back it up, right? So Keisha, you you let me know that you started out as a single mom. And sometimes that can be, you know, tagged as a liability versus an asset, you know? So I would love to know, like, how did you get past the single mom title to really embrace and begin dating. I'd, I'd love to know what that looked like for you. Um, at first, I was doing it quite wrong for <laughs> for a very long time. And so um, it would I would be out here, I would meet the guys. And so one thing I was very intentional about was making sure, especially because I have a daughter. Um, so I would get to know the guys. Um, but there was a bit of a, there's a bit of a stigma, you know, you're a single mom, so you've already had a baby. So like, you know, why are you coming with these standards all of a sudden? And so it took a minute for me. I was, I, I, I lost, I was losing at the game mm. because I thought that I didn't have, I, that that was all I had, that I was, that I was already at a loss and that I didn't deserve better. And I wasn't allowed to have standards and I didn't have to carry this weight and this stereotype that other men had for me. And so it was kind of a epiphany for me um, in the dating scene <clears throat> when I realized that uh, I, I struggle with, I've always struggled with asking people for money um, for men. And I was a single mom. I was putting myself through college. My daughter's father wasn't helping me out financially. So that kind of became an issue. But I noticed like we're having these visits and these adult times together, but you're not helping me out financially as a person, not even as far as having a relationship with my daughter. Mm-hmm. You don't even see me. You don't even care enough to say, even if I didn't ask you for anything, you didn't care enough. So I had to have the moment to say, well, if you don't care enough about me to see me that way, and I don't feel comfortable asking you for money, then why do I feel comfortable engaging in these adult activities with you? Right. So I know what I can do. I can close up this shop. Hey, clank, clank. (laughs) But what I can honestly say, it was during that season when I closed up shop was when I started getting some clarity and I started setting some standards for myself for who I wanted as a husband. And so I didn't have a long list. Uh, Some of the stuff I didn't have enough sense to even put on the list. But some of the things that I did put on the list is that I didn't want my husband to be a Christian. I did want him to have a sense of humor. And I wanted him to be able to love my daughter as his own. Beautiful. And from the, and, and, and what I can say was interesting. So my husband and I, we've been together, we've been married 23 years. Nice. Uh, so we did meet prior to both of us having children, but when we came back, we both had kids at that point, but it was um, just because we knew each other didn't mean it was necessarily a smooth transition. And so, but those standards really mattered. So um, we took some time. It was a long distance relationship at first. So it wasn't so much of an issue of him, me introducing him to my daughter. 
but I did take time to get to know him again to see where his heart was, what his intentions were. And mm. then all of that had to be known and understood before I brought him into this relationship with my daughter because my daughter's father wasn't there for her. So she was very tenderhearted. So mm. once we got to the point of saying that we were going to get married, such a sweet story from her because her father hadn't been there. When I told her we were getting married, her first response was, can I call him daddy? Oh. That's, and, that, and that is an old moment, but that's also a very vulnerable and, 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 and if not handled appropriately, and you're not aligning yourself with the right person. My daughter was very open to be, if I wasn't, if I really didn't do a good job of screening, having had a different type of story. So how did you trust? Because I know for many single moms, there's a fear there, right? To bring a man into the home, especially if you have a daughter, like, yo, how did you decide to trust this man that you now call your husband? Mm -hmm. uh, you want the like off the script type of, or, or like the professional answer? No, nah, no, nah, no professional. Just, just give it to us real girl. <laughs> I, I, I will stay, I will stab you where you stand if you, <laughs> if you, if you hurt my daughter. And uh, so we have to have a, an opportunity to get to know each other <laughs> better to know I mean what I said. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm serious about that, but yeah. I also know, so he had a daughter and then, so I, uh, just seeing our conversation and how he was with, in regards to his own daughter. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, and so I don't share all this a lot, but now that I'm getting out here in these relationships, uh, spaces, I will share. So, you know, I did suffer sexual trauma myself as a child. So I'm very much aware that it's a thing. Right. I know that a lot of my friends and other women that I counsel, that that's a thing too. Mm -hmm. And then, so I can say also, even after we got married, but that was just kind of how I was raised with my grandmother. Like my daughter was four or five when we moved to Virginia. So the, we're past that stage of interacting as far as, you know, we're not changing diapers, we're not changing clothes. Like I watch how you move around her, but you're not at that stage where, I, I mean, she's old enough to talk. And I had conversations with my daughter as well. I always kept a watchful eye mm -hmm. and I set expectations as far as my husband was concerned, but I also, it was never an issue because mm -hmm. he never moved in a way that, that led me for, for, for me to have to like set really hard standards. Right. If that makes any sense. I, yeah. I could tell from his character because I could see how he was with his own daughter. And again, I'll stab you where you stand. At the end of the day, <laughs> understand that the threats are intact. Okay, I love it. I love it. So understanding the character of who he is and observing. So instead of doing long drawn out contracts and rules, you just saw how he flowed and you also had conversations with your daughter. That That is simply beautiful. Oh my yeah. goodness. I love you have to it. judge a man by his fruit. Mm -hmm. He can say whatever he wants to say, but you have to judge him by his fruit. Because I mean, statistically speaking, unfortunately, the majority of uh, women who suffer, men and women who suffer sexual trauma as children, it comes from someone that you know, someone mm -hmm. who had access to the children. So you, so it is very important to be um, intentional about screening the person that you allow to be around your child. Yeah, it's, it's not a key. Okay, so now, when you came together, so now you're long distance, how did you close the gap? What, what did that look like? Because so many people are anti-long distance because they're like, Coach Cass, I don't have time for that. I'm not moving. So how, how did you guys even flourish in a relationship and what closed the gap for you? 
Um, it was kind of easy for me. I was at a, 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 a crossroads in my life. I was, uh, I, I joined the military initially, initially out of high school. So mm-hmm. I went to college later. I was a non-traditional student. And so by the time I, when I was moving to Virginia it was actually after I graduated from college. So it was a perfect transition time for me to move, to begin working on a new career and, a and, and a new life together. Um, so, and we talked, we had been talking about it and putting some, you know, some, some systems into place. It wasn't the easiest of transitions because my, I was not married before, but my husband had been married before. And so it was a, it was more difficult making that transition with his ex-wife and his daughter and stepdaughter than it was with my situation. Mm-hmm. So my daughter's father wasn't really involved in her life. So I don't, I didn't have to get his permission about anything or share anything with him, you know, but it was different over there. And so as we began to blend the families together, the, the, the pushback or what kind of one of the things that made it difficult was from his ex-wife, because she has some concerns that I was coming in to take her place. Mm-hmm. Or that I wouldn't allow her children. She, you know, she would say like, "My kids are still gonna come over there," and I'm like, mm, "Okay." Well, I was there. I had no intentions of them not coming over here, but mm. <laughs> all right then, As you know. <laughs> so I, I, I agree to be on this team of us being look do having the maturity of looking out for what's in the best interest of the children for my children and for um for his daughter and even so because he had a stepdaughter from the previous relationship and that's one of the things how I was able to kind of test his character when we were talking about blending the families he said that his stepdaughter was still a part of the package too mm-hmm. so the fact that you're not walking away from your stepdaughter, even though you and her mother are not going to be together is another indication of mm-hmm. your 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 commitment and the type of man that you are. Oh, that's beautiful. So you telling me right now, one for you, one for him, and then another one from her, and then y'all had one together too? We, we call it, we're the super blended family. <laughs> Is it all girls? All girls. Oh, snap. All that, all that estrogen. Hallelujah. Tell me you got a boy dog or something. No, I, no. For, for a while we joked with the youngest one like we just treated like a boy we thought she was gonna be a boy but, but no we had I had high hopes uh mm. but no all girls uh and we are very thankful for for them we have uh, grown a lot as a result of them and I can say that as you how you move mm. as a as a stepmom if you were to find yourself in a situation it's tough but the reward you just never really know so the daughter who was who is my husband's stepdaughter we're actually in um uh, talking about her son coming to spend maybe a week or so with us for the summer oh. and so my biological daughters don't have children my husband even my husband's daughter the, the only one who has children is the stepdaughter and mm-hmm. then so we're the i don't know the the the, the grand something <laughs> But we're here for it. You know, at the end of the day, we're still family uh, after, you know, it'll be 23 years. And so all together, I think we've been together about 25 years. We're still family. Wow. So do you also get together with the ex-wife? Mm-mm. <laughs> 
She said, now you reach it, Coach Cass, you reach it? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely did. <laughs> I, you know what? I think that's important. I'm glad you kind of brought that up. I think people who get involved in blended families need to be mindful of what success looks like. Mm-hmm. And every blended family is not going to look the same. So some people have aspirations of we're all going to be BFFs and we're going to go get manis and petties and everything together like that. I guess some people that may be a thing for them, but I think that it's not, it's okay if that doesn't end up being a thing for you. And that was not an aspiration. That wasn't something that I was looking forward to. Right. I, I did want it because the girls were kind of similar in age. I did want us to be friendlier with each other. Right. Um, if it had gotten to the point where, you know, cause her daughters would come to my house. Maybe we would get to the relationship where my daughter might go over there, whatever the case may happen to be. We never got to that point. Um, but at the end of the day, I also understood her hurt and what she was going through, um, to an extent. And so, but we did get to the point where, I mean, and then if you're getting into a blended family, like you just never know how this thing works out. We end up getting custody of my stepdaughter. And then, so it was, you know, you, you sign up and you think, you know, you have to be mindful of like, oh, well, she'll just be over there and we'll just have to see her for the summers or whatever. That's not always true. So when you sign up for it, sign it, uh, say, check all the boxes, like, now, how could this go to the left? <laughs> it just might. <laughs> because it just might. Okay, so I'll tell you this. I just had a family vacation in Mexico where I had my dad, my stepmom, my biological mom, my grandma, my husband's mom, his aunt. You know what I mean? Like... We, we call them the old people and it's all like, they all come in like a little package with a little bundle. And I also had a, a, a couple that joined us. That's like two of my greatest friends. And they said, how does this happen? Right? Like, how is it that your mother, mm-hmm. stepmom and your daddy could come together for a week? And, and like the ladies were all hanging out by the beach, mm-hmm. you know, and chilling. So for, they were like, was it always like that? No. You know, so it, it, it got to that point just because we didn't we don't have that much of a big family to be having seven different events, you know, like so for the holidays, I'm not trying to go to your two person household and your one person household. So we just gonna bring this together at my house and this is where we're having dinner. You're invited, you know. So that's kind of something that we have been very intentional about in my family. It's like, look, we we're all together and we all care about each other. So it's worked out like that for us in terms of being, I guess, a product of a blended atmosphere. My husband did not have any kids. We have one child together and it's, and it's been beautiful, you know, but we have been one thing my husband often says. So also coming into, you know, who you marry is that my mom and grandma, we Jamaican, Mm -hmm. you know, when they come to visit, they come to visit mm-hmm. for a while, you mm-hmm. know? And what's cool is that my husband has no issue with it right. because that's just like the Caribbean culture. It's like, all right, the relatives are here. Right. When they in, we don't ask questions like that. You know, it's just like, who's feeding who? And it's a beautiful thing. And he keeps saying like, we are very lucky that we married each other because not everybody's down for mama and grandma to come hang out for a couple of weeks at your house. Right. (laughs) Looking in your face, you know? So I think, I think that's also a part of it to understand the dynamics of what, what does family look like to you and, and who comes in and who doesn't. And and I remember this being a very strong conversation because he grew up in a household where anybody could come stay, you know, Mm -hmm. like his mom would take in like strays, like, Oh, the Mm -hmm. person selling the magazines at the front door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, come mm-hmm. hang out, live with us. I'm like, look, we're not that family. Okay, I understand right. that you, you grew up with that, 
but we're not taking in strays out here. We could donate to the stray cause, but we're not, we're not taking them into the house. We got a little girl. That's not going to work out. Right. So, um, I think, I think a part of that package deal that you were talking about is understanding who you're with, what they value and can you guys align? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like to say after all these years, so my husband's uh, ex-wife, um, for a season, I used to call her my ex-wife. It was kind of tough. Um, but we, after, you know, their daughter came to live with us or whatever, we don't have a friendship, mm-hmm. but we are, and we were long distance, very long distance. So she's all the way on the East coast. I'm all the way over here. So I don't know what our relationship would have been like if we had been in the, in the same city or whatever else the case may happen to be. But I can say, you know, um, we've hugged once. Um, so ain't nobody shaving you, Keisha. You good girl. Listen, you my whole daughter in. Okay. But but, but I'm saying we did, we we got to a point where I think she understood I had no ill intent for her child. And when we, when, when I welcomed her daughter into our, our our home. And so, and I mean, you're a mom, even though if you're not a stepmom, but moms do most of the work with the kids on the day to day. So when you sent your child here, you didn't send your child here just to your husband. You sent right. your child here to me too. I didn't mistreat yeah. your child. Your child, I treated your child like my own. Your child will tell you the same thing. And I think that helped in regards to whatever level of relationship we have now. So if like she's talking to her mom on the phone, her mom will say, well, tell us hello or whatever else the case may happen to be. So, I mean, it's just, it's what, it's what we made of it, but no yeah. one's angry with anyone at all. We just, you know, we, we didn't, it didn't work out like in my mind, I thought it would have been a lot better than this, but yeah. we don't, but it's not a bad situation where we are. And I think that people just need to understand that success looks different and don't compare your relationship to any other relationship because everyone's blended family journey is unique. It is. Yeah. So you have me think about something else. I call my stepmom, mom, and I call my mom, mom. And my mom will say, how's your mom? <laughs> you know, so it's pretty cool because from the age of three, I, I went to stay with my dad, my stepmom, and then we did summers and all that stuff. So, you know, like she's been a part of my life and I, I'm very grateful because I don't know, I, I feel like stepmom gets it easy, kind of like grandma, you know, like you don't have to do the big discipline because that's the parent's job. So then you get to be that like person that loves extra without all, all the parentals yeah like you might reprimand but you don't have to go in because mm-hmm. there's other people that take care of that so for me we have a very tender relationship that's pretty cool I remember when I got my period for the first time my stepmom lived in Florida I lived in New York I called my stepmom to tell her mm-hmm. you know that's the relationship that we had so you know for anyone listening like don't discount your role as a stepmom right. end up being one because it is very special it yeah. is. And I would also say, and I thought about doing a video myself and what's in a name, mm. um, because interestingly enough, because the, the situation with my husband's ex-wife was so uh, at when we first got started, mm. like I didn't come up with any name. Uh, I'm Keisha. <laughs> uh, so I want to have to, I want to be no problem. I'm right. You mm. have a mother, that's your mother, you know, and from that perspective, and sometimes it would bother me to an extent. And I might tell my husband, like, you're, you're my daughter's dad. I'm your daughter's Keisha is not quite the same. But what I can say is that again, what's in a name. So I talk to them sometimes more than they, you know, talk to their dad, but you know, we had this girl thing kind of going on or whatever else the case may happen to be, but um, it wasn't the name. 
that 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 established the relationship. The name that the, the the relationship didn't you know begin and end with whether or not I whether or not you call me Miss Keisha, Mama Keisha, whatever else case may happen to be. Um, I earned the 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 relationship that I have with them based on my actions, and and no no title could have could have could by itself could have gotten me there. All right, so let's talk about that. What did you do to win over your stepdaughter? What like were, do you remember some intentional things that you did? Because that is a scary thing to start a relationship with a child when you're trying to get with her daddy, right? So it's like, all right, so I know I gotta hang out with you, you know. Like, so how did you like? What were some intentional things that you did with the girls to say, you know what, I like her or you like each other? Like, did you do anything? I think one of the things that made it easy back then um, was when we had the youngest one. And so she was kind of the glue that brought everyone together. So it was like, ooh, a little baby, she's so cute, whatever. So that was kind of easy from that perspective. My daughter and my husband's daughter are only about nine months apart. Mm. So whatever I did with the one, we were kind of like just all together as far as that was concerned. They would come for the summers. We did family vacations together when the oldest one kind of started distancing herself when she got to be a teenager as they do so we weren't seeing her as often but when <clears throat> when my uh my bonus daughter the one from that that we end up getting custody from i would be very intentional about just checking in with her it was mm-hmm. interesting i was in walmart uh years ago i need to see if i could find the book i don't know what happened to it but there was a book and the title of the book was keisha's drama and Keisha was spelled the way my name is spelled, which huh. is very rare to even find it from that perspective. And it happened to be about a little girl named Keisha and the problem she was having with her stepmom. Mm-hmm. And so I bought the book and I gave it to my daughter and I said, hey, read this. Because I read it first. I said, read this and let me know if any of this, if you feel like any of this is going on. Mm-hmm. And so we would have those types of conversations. And so never at any point in time i mean they didn't always i mean we were between our household and my husband's ex we were the more disciplined household the more structured household so she didn't always love being here because we kind of had more rules from that perspective but Mm -hmm. as she and her sister have both matured and i was just having a conversation with the oldest one um and they and they appreciated the discipline that we provided, the structure that we provided. And even she was saying that, you know, how her life might've been different had she come to live with us, which we were open to that too. It just were some other, I mean, but we have no legal rights there. Yeah. Um, but we were, we were open to, to, to that as well, but just being intentional and having those conversations and, and checking in. And uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, it was perfection all the time because, you know, she was a child. You know, we've shared this story before. Like, I remember one time, because she was, it, it wasn't always a perfect relationship. Like, sometimes she wouldn't tell me happy birthday or happy Mother's mm-hmm. Day or whatever. And one time we were riding home. She's like, hey, can you stop by the store to take me to go buy a car for my mother for her birthday? Mm-mm. You don't buy me no car for my birthday. I take you home your daddy take you go let your buy a car for your mom for her birthday. Um, but it's, but you know, she remembers that, but we've come back and had those conversations, but it is about having the relationship. And so I also recognize that some of the things she did that she did that was somewhat hurtful to me because children can be hurtful too. I don't believe that she necessarily had ill intent to try to hurt me. Some of it was maybe, I mean, it was, I mean, just like you said, I I am with her dad. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it was some of that, especially as she got to be a teenager. 
I am not, not only am I with her dad, her mother and father. So she was raised with her mother and father in the house for a season. So she knows what it was like for them to be together. So mm -hmm. I just had to be the mature person in that situation um, and just continue to just continue to love on her. And, you know, and, and, and I make myself available. You can't force the relationship, but over time, my hand, I, I did my best to keep my hands clean. And so nobody can say that I was, you know, I was disrespectful, I was hateful, I was unforgiving or anything like that. But, and I moved even in regards to when times were difficult with his ex-wife, I knew that I had to move in such a way where I, if I moved wrong with their mom, it would end up being a problem with their relationship. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't, even when I wanted to maybe be different, mm -hmm. I couldn't afford to be different because the implications were going to be bigger than just me being different with their mom. Right. Ah, so this is you telling people to be a grown woman and that's do what, right. <laughs> that's ab absolutely. But the reward is great. The reward is great. I, I, again, our biological daughters don't have children. So the grandchild, the grandchildren that we have are coming from the bonus stepdaughter. Yeah. I have a grand dog, but she's a girl too. <laughs> Man, Keisha, this has been great. So how can people find you on social media? Uh, so a couple of places. Uh, <laughs> so my uh, my Instagram is at Keisha Chester. Um, mm -hmm. I, for the most part, we're transitioning over to doing premarital. Um, uh, so we're kind of getting that built up. I do have a my private Facebook group. So even if, if you're not married, the, the, Facebook, the, the space is for married women. So if you happen to know any married women, you can send them to the Wife College. Which is uh which is on Facebook and then so again we're in the process of building out the um, um premarital and you know kind of first year marriage mentoring after mm -hmm. Coach Cass gets you straight straight and you ready ready then there are some other steps because we're helping you know in her space she's helping you to figure out who then you're going to have to transition over to mentoring so you can figure out how premarital i believe is one of the most important steps on the road to marriage and when folks skip this step i feel that you end up in real problems the right premarital class tries to break you up period you know you get to talk about some things that you might not have talked about before and even if you review the things i think it's a very intentional process that says we're here to set up a marriage and not just a wedding day and that is that's a whole nother podcast but i i i really most of the time we could skip the wedding day and just get to the marriage because listen we we need the marriage is the lifetime right we want to build something long lasting so this is what Keisha and her husband do they do premarital in terms of your first year that that is one of the most important years of your entire marriage because you are setting the tone for the rest of your life so don't don't mess around with it y'all yeah. And we didn't do premarital counseling. And I like to tell people, and it's a true story. I wanted a divorce on day six, Whoa. on day six. But one, but one of the things that mattered was we were committed. And so mm -hmm. kind of something you were saying before, and I think, and, and it was an old book from Patty LaBelle called Patty's Pearls. But mm -hmm. she said, sometimes it's better to want something you don't have than to have something you don't want. Mm -hmm. So you keep that one. So at the end of the day, we want to be, people say they want to be married, but marriage is work. And then, so if marriage wasn't work, then married people wouldn't be trying to get divorces, but it's a beautiful thing when it is done appropriately. Right. 
Exactly. So make sure y'all follow Keisha. Make sure that you share this podcast episode. And in the meantime, in between time, keep loving, keep laughing, keep living. Bye guys. Bye. Nice meeting you guys. Mm -hmm.